Welcome to Aligned and Ambitious Radio. I'm your host, Taylor Slanko, business coach, entrepreneur, dog mom to Marley, and iced coffee obsessed. I help women build businesses that give them total freedom with their time and money without sacrificing the things that are important to them. I was able to scale my business and brand well beyond six figures in sales my first year because I was focused on staying aligned and ambitious. I did things my own way, I wrote my own rules, and I believe your business is your playground. There's no one strategy, one size, or one way to build the business of your dreams. Through this podcast, I'm committed to peeling back the curtain and sharing the behind the scenes of my own business. So we'll talk about everything from mindset to strategies to marketing, and of course, how to make more money. I'm so happy you're here. Now let's dive into this week's episode. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Aligned and Ambitious Radio. I am so, so, so excited about our guest this week. We have Angela Cooper on the show, and she is a mindset coach, and she's also the founder of Millennial Freedom, which is how I got connected with Angela. She works with women to help them identify their passions, revamp their mindset, and take the next steps towards achieving goals, which is huge around here because we're all about the ambition and the action piece of things. So, Angela, Tell us about your story. You guys like sit tight for this episode and buckle up because she has such a unique story. So I'm going to let her just take the floor. Yes. So um, my name is Angela and I am 23. Currently, I am a wife. I am a mother. I'm an educator and I'm new to the entrepreneurial world. So a little bit about me was I ended up pregnant at 18. But before I was pregnant, I was like the model student, honey. I had Aviana role. I was a praise and worship leader at church, but I also had this, you know, like a sneak link, um, <laughs> long-time boyfriend. So I went off to college on August the 17th of 2015, and I found out I was pregnant September 4th. And I was like telling these girls who are my sweet mates who I barely know. I'm like, y'all, my beard is late. Like, it's 10 days late. Like, what's going on? So we went and got a pregnancy test. I went to the bathroom. I took the test. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I got to get this baby. I was like, this baby has got to go. So I had to calm down. And then I didn't tell my family until about two days later. And then me and my boyfriend had broke up. So I was kind of in it by myself. I told him. He didn't say anything on the phone. I hung up on him. I called his mama. She was like, oh, okay. So then we got the phone. And I went home. And I told everybody, and I did not get the response that I was expecting. The first thing out of somebody's mouth was, you need to have an abortion. Like, you you aren't ready for this. You just got to school. It's going to be embarrassing that you're pregnant. And I'm like, oh, like, okay, cool. Now, my dad, on the other hand, he was like, it's okay. And I that was a relief. He was like, you just, you know how to handle your business. Just keep going. So that made me feel better. But girl, when I got to my baby sister, I was in tears. I was like, I'm so sorry. She was like, what the hell wrong with you? <laughs> it was like, just like, I did not mean to get pregnant early. I was like, I really want to set this example for you. She was like, it's okay. So I felt good about that stuff. Um, but going, I went through um, people saying, you know, you're disappointment. You're basically going to be like everybody else working at McDonald's, another black girl pregnant early statistic. And I was like, no, like y'all are not about to make a plan for my life. Like I'm the only one who can give you my story. You don't get to do that. That's not your business. And so I took all of that negativity and I just molded myself. And I was like, girl, you got this. 
So what I did was I went back to school at Elizabeth City. I walked around the campus, big, fat, ugly, big old belly, waddling, <laughs> waddling around. Um, I went home early in April. I was like, can I just take my exams? This baby's due at any time. I went home in May, had my baby May 15th. And then August came around. I had enrolled in ECU online and I was taking six courses at a time. I was also exclusively breastfeeding. So he on this boob, I'm typing. Went on that boob, I'm typing. <laughs> So we were just, we were making it happen. We were making it work. And um, my advisor, she even said, she was like, you're not going to graduate on time because online kids don't do that. I said, okay, I'll show you. Whatever, sis, whatever. So I went ahead on. Like I said, I kept taking my six classes year round. I didn't take any breaks. Um, and I graduated on time with my peers, with my bachelor's degree, with my baby there watching me walk across the stage. And it was amazing. It was great. I, I have like chills running through my whole body right now just from, I can't imagine what it's like to be that A student, which I think is a stereotype in itself because you can be yeah. an A student and like still fuck up and still go through right. life and like, like you said, mold yourself into what you want to be. It's not about the stereotypes. It's not about the statistics. It's not about, okay, you make one decision or you end up pregnant or you end up in school or out of school or whatever that looks like in your life. And then your path that your book is written. Like there's- right. So much writing to be done. So what was that like for you? And and I mean, you must have had just an inherently strong mindset and self-belief in yourself to keep taking those steps regardless of the lack of support you had. Right. So one thing I like to do is prove people wrong. And I was like, these same people who told me to have an abortion, um, I'm a disappointment, I'm just gonna be like everybody else, another statistic, they're gonna use that same tongue to say congratulations when I graduate. And they did. And they did. I'm like, y'all do not get to write my story. There, I have been through so many things in my childhood that I couldn't control. But I knew that this, I had total control over. Like, yeah, I jacked up, but I'm going to keep going. And so I had to just, I cried sometimes. I wanted to quit, which was stupid because I wanted to quit like the semester I was going to graduate. <laughs> that happened. But it was so stupid. I was like, I'm tired of this, but I kept going and I had to make it happen because I don't want my son to ever think just because he messed up he can't be who it is he wants to be. And so what did you do to kind of revamp your mindset to hold strong? And of course, like we can cry and we can feel it because it's fucking hard. It's not easy. So I give you so much credit. But what is the one thing that you think just kept you strong and carrying on? I did a lot of writing and a whole lot of praying, but I definitely, I did a lot of writing. I have so many journals. But I was like, you know what, let me just get one journal for my negative thoughts, one journal for my positive thoughts, and just write it down. So I can have some type of mental release, like just, just write it down. So I love, I did a whole lot of writing. And so how did, how did your relationship start to evolve? Because you must have had family who were passing judgments on you. Like you said, they were the same ones probably congratulating you. Yep. How did you heal that? And how did your relationships in your personal life evolve? Well, one thing I had to do was forgive everybody, which was annoying, but I had to do it. I had to do it. It was very annoying. I'm like, didn't you just tell me I won't be nothing? But I forgave those people. But my friendships, I lost almost every friend that I had because I had a baby. And I'm like, are y'all serious? Like, y'all don't want to, y'all, I wasn't invited to anything. I was being left out. I just feel like a black sheep all over the place. And I'm like, so... Just because I had a baby, this is how you're going to treat me. Because I, like, I, all I did was have a damn baby. What are you doing? 
Like I was, it was so frustrating. I, I never understood. I never understood that. But I do think it's because I exceeded the expectations. Like I did what people didn't think I could do. And jealousy is ugly spirit. So I think that had a lot to do with that. Yeah. And you're, you're just like such a good testimonial for anyone listening to this. Like it doesn't matter what comes up in your life. And I, I was talking about this on a Facebook live yesterday about how some things might surprise us, but they're never a surprise mm-hmm. to God. Like you might have been surprised by that pregnancy, but like he had that planned all along. And so while my, some people might say you made a mistake, it's divine timing and it's a divine occurrence. And look at how you use that to drive yourself forward. You are a business owner. You are a mother. You are a wife. You bought a house. You've got your bachelor's degree. Oh my God, like that is so powerful. And everyone listening should feel so fucking inspired by that. So I would love to hear about your baby. How is your son doing? He is doing awesome. He just turned four on May 15th. He is bright. He is smart. I started him really, really early. He um, is doing his sight words. He can read you a sentence. He can spell his name. He knows his mommy's name, his daddy's name. He knows the cars we drive. He knows safety issues. He just got to make sure. He knows everything. Like, he is so articulate. He is so smart. I love him. He's awesome. And people are shocked by how smart he is. I'm like, I told y'all. y'all know. <laughs> well, that's a testament to you. And like, he's going to have you to follow in his footsteps to say, it doesn't matter what's thrown at me. I can be and do and have whatever the hell I want. So I want to kind of transition into millennial freedom. What, I mean, I, I can probably make an assumption, but what drove you to start that? And what's your real mission behind that? So millennial freedom is a very, very, very personal brand to me. And it promotes emotional, mental, and um, financial freedom. And I want to be the coach and the mentor that pushes people who don't have that push. So what I'm being is the person who I didn't have when I was younger. I didn't have anybody to push me or to tell me, okay, you messed up, but it's okay. Let's keep going. You know, I want to be somebody, I want to be the person that I needed, basically. But I was like, let me come up with a brand that promotes millennial success. Let me work with younger people so they can realize that regardless of your past, you still have the ability to move forward. You can still do what it is you want to do. And get your dreams out your head. Like, let's make them happen. It's a lot. (laughs) Let's be real. It goes down in the Instagram DMs nowadays. In fact, 90% of my sales, and I've done well over six figures in sales and counting, come from my Instagram DMs. I've put together an entire roadmap and strategy with real screenshot examples for you to sell in the DMs. Go to taylorslango.com slash Instagram to grab your free copy. Okay, now back to the episode. Well, a big thing that I love that you stand for is like, yeah, it's about clarity and yeah, it's about mindset work. Obviously that needs to be done, but it's also about like taking action and taking steps. And sometimes when you don't have clarity and you're not sure what your purpose is, you, you end up in this paralysis. So how has like actually doing the work and making a plan and taking action been pivotal for you in your life? And how do you kind of work with your clients to help them figure out their next step? So the first thing we always start with is mindset. Like, I want to know where you are. What what are you thinking? Because a lot of times fear and doubt won't allow us to do anything. And so the first thing I do tell my clients is I want, I'm going to teach you and show you how to um, feed your faith and starve your doubt. You won't move. You never know what you can do if you don't try. And um, if I, when I look at myself, if I would have 
took in every negative thing that people said to me, I never would have moved forward with, you know, starting my career, graduating college, all that good stuff, buying a house. Like people didn't expect that. I'm only 23. They didn't have, they didn't expect that. So I just want to be, I want to motivate people to, to actually write down what it is that they want and make it, bring it to life. That's so powerful. Every. And I love that you said you had a journal for your negative thoughts and your positive thoughts. And I journal and I'm all about releasing it, but I've never really thought to even like energetically separate those two. So you kind of log the bullshit and then rewrite a different story. And they really are separate entities that don't overlap. When did you start doing that? I did. Okay. So I'm going to be completely honest. I started separating the two in 2019 um, because 2018 was the worst year of my life. I cried every day. I was super depressed. I went through craziness so I was like okay this is not a lot for me I have to I have to figure out what can I do to separate the two so I wrote like I said I wrote down bullshit in one journal and then the next journal I wrote down everything positive I had to really work on my self-worth and my self-esteem and to know what I was worthy of and so and I started to reread those positive things you know I don't ever reread the negative stuff but always the positive things so that I could move forward and I could get some you know motivation I love that. I love that so much. And just the grit and the perseverance and the worthiness, I think, is what really separated you from the story that people were trying to narrate for you. And I think that comes up a lot in everyone's life and business. And some are more severe than others, but there are a lot of times where either you don't feel worthy or you're owning your projection of someone else trying to tell you you're not worthy or you can't do that or you're not capable or you're not qualified or you're not smart enough. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And so what were some of the things that you uncovered when you were kind of working through your worthiness? Because that comes up in sales. Like for me as a business mentor, when we're talking about sales, if you don't feel worthy, you're not going to sell. So I would love your perspective on that. Well, I I look at it like this. I try to make it simple. If your time is everything, you know, your time is precious. You can't get back. You can't get back that time. So you may as well think about it. Like, okay, I worked this hard to come this far. Why not charge my work? You know, it's all about how you think of yourself. You have to uphold yourself to a certain standard and go through with it. You know, because people will try to talk you out of stuff. They will try to lowball you, but. <laughs> you have to uphold yourself and know that you are enough. Like you are worthy of the success that you want to have. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what's going on on the outside. I just keep thinking about how easy it would have been for you to quit. Like in a situation where it just seems like everything externally is like against you or like working out of your favor, it comes down to you. And I think no matter what limiting beliefs we have or the worthiness issues or the things that we have to heal, something very deep inside in our soul knows what we want. And you are just very, very connected to that from a very early stage and you were able to power through it. And I know a lot of people spend a lot of time trying to sort through that and they, they stop taking action and they stop doing things. And you were just like, nope, we're going to have a baby. We're going to do the thing. Like going to do college, going to buy a house. And I don't give a fuck. Even on the days you cried, even on the days it was hard. It was like, I'm still going to keep going. I had no choice. Failure was not an option for me at all. Because then if I fail, he'll think it's okay. to just, Mm -hmm. you know, go whatever. And that ain't happening. Not in my, no, not in my house. Uh -uh. No, we're going to do the example of people that we love. Right. Exactly. 
Oh my gosh. I like, I, I can't thank you enough for giving us your time and sharing your story. And I hope that anyone listening to this, whatever you think might be against you, like, please check out Angela, check out her work. She's the most probably qualified one to work with you through this bullshit. So tell us a little bit more about where listeners can find you and connect with you and work with you. So you can find me on Instagram at millennialfreedom.adc. And you can also find my Facebook page at millennialfreedom.adc. I also have a website and that website is linked in my bio on Instagram. Perfect. And we will put all of Angela's links below so you guys can check her out. But seriously, Angela, like your story is beautiful. Like, and you're just getting started. Like, let's, let's be real. This is only the fucking beginning for you. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, guys, we will see you next week on the next episode of Aligned and Ambitious Radio. That's a wrap. If you loved this episode, be sure to screenshot it, post it on your Instagram story, and tag me. To stay up to date on all things Aligned and Ambitious, make sure you're subscribed to the show, and I'm always so grateful when you leave a review. New episodes drop every single Monday, and during the in-between, you can find me hanging out on Instagram. So I hope to connect with you over there, and I'll see you next week.